0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Welcome in. It's time for the Tres Taylor Show. Jay Binkley with... Trez Paylor. Trez, what's
2: up, my man? Hey, what's going on, Bink? How you doing, brother?
1: Are you breaking any news? Get your cell phone. Are you breaking some news? Hey,
2: I think we all chasing this Terrell Suggs situation right now, man. What do you know now? What's the latest? Um, Obviously, the Chiefs claimed him. We're all trying to figure out if he's going to re- actually show up and report. Uh, I think at this point, there's optimism that he will, but it's his choice. It's also known that he would prefer to be in Baltimore. He would prefer to end his career with the Ravens. Um, he knew. He knows that team. He knows that city. He knows that headquarters. He knows that scheme already. You know, I think at this point, Terrell Suggs has to make a decision about whether or not you know he wants to at least learn some things here. Like, does he want to learn that offense? This, I'm sorry. If does, he want to learn this defense because he's got to learn some of the scheme. Even if they only kind of use him as a spot guy in certain situations. New organization, new teammates.
1: He's just got to decide like if this is what he wants to do. In the scheme, too, 3-4 yeah. in Arizona, obviously 3-4 in Baltimore. Was this more gamesmanship by the Chiefs? Hey, we're going to take him so you don't get him, Baltimore. Or was this more, hey, with Okafor going to the IR, you know, Ogba sitting it, there? It's both. Is I it mean, both? it's both. It's not, like, here's the thing. They can
2: definitely, like, use him, even though it's a 3-4, three, 4-3 four, four, three deal. Like, the Chiefs run, like, a 4-3. He's a 3-4 guy. He's a pretty big guy now. I mean, you know. Oh, he's Sizzle's, gotten big. has gotten pretty big now. You know, yeah. he's. Yeah, he's listed as six three, two sixty five. Okay. They they can still use him. It's three point it's, stance, man. Yeah, there's a there's some there's some you know, I mean look, we saw Justin Houston move to a three point stance, and he's been pretty effective as like a power guy, a power rusher at certain points this year. So um I don't know how the Chiefs would use him, but I do think um, you know, if he were willing to take the shot, come here, and learn some new things, especially with some of the injuries they've got at the defensive end situation, he could be pretty helpful in certain packages in certain situations.
1: Here's the thing, though, Terez, uh, 138 career sacks. I mean, we're talking about a guy that's probably going to end up in Canton, Ohio. No question about it. He, he's that kind of player. But here's the other thing, too. Uh, Steve Spagnola was in Baltimore for two years. Did mm-hmm. I so get him secondary exactly specials be. assistant? Mm-hmm. And this was the thing with Jenkins, too, like Janoris Jenkins, because Spags was with him. And I've been telling people, you know, just because he's with him doesn't mean he likes him. We don't know. I mean, just, you know, people work with people and they don't get along. We don't know. We don't know if they got along or not. So, that's always, yeah, yeah he worked with them. But what was that working relationship like um, with Terrell Suggs? Uh, no one, Steve no like that. And, you know, you dangle that carrot out there. And, obviously, the Chiefs are one of those teams that could get him. I mean, he had known that. He had mm-hmm. known the Chiefs could be one of those teams. Mm-hmm. But Patrick Mahomes, maybe Frank Clark gets on the phone, Tyron Matthew. Mm-hmm. Does, the, does the game change? When Andy Reid gets the clout in this league. And I think that's what I think that's what
2: internally like the Chiefs are hoping for. It's like, you know what? Come look at this team. We're 10 and 4. We've got Patrick Mahomes. We got a chance to go to the Super Bowl, man. Like that's the pitch. We got a chance to go to the Super Bowl. We got a quarterback. Like this isn't like we need to this isn't a situation where you're praying for us to get hot. Like if you come here, we got the quarterback to do it. We got a coach that can get there. This defense is already good. We're not asking you to carry the low. It's like literal spot play here. And, like, you get to join a good team for the best part of the season. Like, January is the most fun time to play. This is what these guys play. Playoff football is amazing. You don't have to tell Sizzle that. Sizzle loves football. But, you know, he's also played 17 years. Okay, Bank, that's a long time, man. Like, that's a lot of time to have that wear and tear in your body. So, I think if he got here, if he if he made the decision like yes, you know, I I will come to Kansas City and I will learn this new city even for like 6 7 weeks and I'll learn this I'll put that investment in. If he's
1: willing to make that decision, I think the the chief's pitch is like it's going to be worth it for you. I remember this though. I remember you know the chief's one-on-one awards. We get a chance to go down there and talk to some of these players. Terrell Suggs, you know, could have passed. Some of these guys don't show up. Most of them do, mm-hmm. but some of them don't. Terrell Suggs showed up like Defensive Player of the Year, it's in January. It's usually in a cold time. That's why some guys don't come. But but he showed up, you know, so Terrell was here. So there was some respect for the Chiefs.
2: You know what, that means something to me too, like when guys come to that. Like that tells me a lot. Um, I remember Sean McVay came. Um, You remember the guys who come to that award show because like you're right, it's mid-February. It's a big Chiefs celebration. The season just ended. It's a big Chiefs celebration. It's been a long year. I mean, most of these guys would rather be you know, in Aruba or something. But when they do come, like that tells you that guy generally loves ball, or like he respects that moment. You know, so yeah, we'll see. We will see. Um, I definitely think there's optimism that he'll decide to come. But you know, we we don't know yet, and that's why nobody's like going on the record and reported that. We'll have to see. I guess we'll kind of see that Mahomes factor here now too, right? You know what? I think I think the Mahomes factor is a real thing. Like it is I a real think thing. I think you know people are gonna people like veterans are going to be like yo let me get aboard this Mahomes train like we can i can get i can rehab my career here and this doesn't apply to sizzle but like you know i could either rehab my career here have one good year get paid or um i got to get a ring i got to get a ring at some point hey Chiefs, give us a shot um now that doesn't neither of those apply to sizzle but at this point in his career he could go out a champion um if he joins the chiefs so um, if he wants to play football this year, it's probably going to be for Kansas City because, like, you know, at the end of the day, if the Chiefs, if he decides he doesn't want to play, um, the Chiefs could just, you know, put him on did not report list, and that would be that. So, and play keep away
1: with it. Yeah, is what they basically. Do. But here's the thing, though. Right? If you're him and you're looking at the schedule, you know, Chicago's on there. Chicago this time of year is not always great, Trez. But I will say this. It's supposed to be 44 degrees, low of 34. I mean, that that's football weather there that's perfect. That's not, you know, 12 inches of snow in Chicago. So you're looking at that. But then may ask you this. Baltimore sits out there as the number one seed. Kansas City's trip to the Super Bowl goes through his backyard. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, what do you think? I mean, do you think that mean that, that organization means so much to him that he wouldn't want to be that guy on the other sideline that's playing the Ravens? Know.
2: You know, you know, I think that's a good question. But I'll I'll say this, you know, at the end of the day, you know, he's been playing long enough to know that this is a business. So if he decides he'd rather take, you know, there's three hundred fifty thousand dollars in the playoff pay. You know, he'd do what's best for you. Um, if he decided against it, it'd be because he realized he'd made over a hundred million dollars in his career, and he doesn't need it. Um, the so basically the sentimentality. Uh, of it. I, I don't know what kind of role that might play into this thing. I mean, he wants to go back to Baltimore for a reason, or at least he wanted to, but you know, you don't always get what you want in this life. You Sometimes you just get what you need. So it'd be interesting
1: to see what happens. Well, he's a pro bowler seven times, yep. all pro super bowl champion. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy has accomplished what you want, and he's going to camp, you know, and this isn't a, you're right. And this isn't like a
2: washed up guy, man. Like he plays 70% of the snaps for the Cardinals this year. Yep. Like he didn't have to play that much. Like if he couldn't play, like that number could have been like forty. Like we've seen that before, where like the the aging edge rusher can't play the same, and it's like, thirty five percent of the snaps he plays seventy. So like he could, like he could have, you know, he he could have like, you know, been there. He could have helped this team. Um, he could have kept playing, but you know that team's not going anywhere. And I don't, I totally understand why he'd be like, hey, you know, let me go, let me figure out if I can get back with my old team and
1: maybe get this Super Bowl run going. I get it. We're talking to Trez Paler of the Trez Paler Show and, of course, uh, YahooSports.com. I recommend getting that app. By the way, you can watch a lot of NFL on that. I've already talked to Trez about that, how much I enjoy that app. But also, you get Trez's stories. They'll just uh, pop up right there on your screen. That's right. And you can see what Trez Paler is working at next. What you work, working on right now? You working on anything? Well, this T-Sizzle thing, I'm, T-Sizzle. Trying to,
2: I'm trying to figure out what else is going on. But, uh, you know, I got some interesting stuff coming. I've done some traveling the last few weeks. Um, went up to Minnesota, went to uh, New Orleans for the Saints game. Got some stuff I still haven't quite unveiled from there, um, both from them and the 49ers, and also
1: I'm going to Minnesota coming up. So I got some good stuff coming. Saints make a move, too, with Janoris Jenkins. That was yeah. someone they linked to the Chiefs. It, it's not official until tomorrow because they do have a game yep. tonight. That's how they rule those things. So, the New Orleans Saints. And there was four teams interested in Terrell Suggs, what they said. The Saints uh, with the Seahawks and the uh, 49ers had put in a claim in for Terrell Suggs. Am I missing one there? Is that, No, no, is that's the group? Um Jenkins is a guy I know
2: Chiefs fans were kind of interested in, but I'd just tell you guys a couple things about that. Number one, you know, the corners have been pretty spunky this year. Like, they haven't been – it hasn't been kind of like the wasteland we'd seen like in previous years. Um, but he still could have helped them. But this, you know, is my understanding. Like Jenkins, just wasn't really going to be an option because um, it's a cap issue. You know, he's due 1.3 million for the last two games. Plus, he had a big cap number next year. So even if you cut him, he still had injury protections. And we know the Chiefs are trying to hoard some of this cap space because it's going to be tight. And they got to do Patrick, and they want to do Chris Jones. So um, you know that they, they ha- they've had to be they've had to make some choices
1: like that this year. And they might want to rebuild the defense next year because that secondary, you know, is looking pretty thin with a lot of one-year well, contracts. Well, I'd already, I, mean, I I mean, I get what you're saying,
2: man. I, I, think, um, I, I think they're going to have to add some pieces to it. You know, a lot of those guys are playing for money right now. Um, you know, Breland's had a year where he should be able to do okay. You know, like it, some of these guys have had years where, like, they'll be able to, you know, the tape is good enough for them to go get some money on the market. But I also say this, you know, there's some corners – in his draft, I haven't done a ton of work on the draft yet. Um, I do expect corner to be a priority, um, and there's some corners Come in the on, draft Chris. I really, really like. You know, it, Bank, it's 32 teams, man. I'm trying to catch up with all these NFL teams. Where's the uh, juice team? Know, you got to get some juice. Not yet. Not. I will have it for y'all in April, but uh, in a minute, I'm just spending time in my dungeon watching 16 football games a week in the NFL. That's a lot. <laughs> but, but, but I, I've seen some of them. Um, And I know you like the SEC bank. You know, there's some players out there that are pretty – Henry Ruggs uh, smells like juice. Well, all those those Alabama receivers got juice. I told you, I love Jalen Waddle.
1: Watch him next year. Jalen Waddle's nuts. Down year, he had a great year last year, but because of what they had. he took off like 90 yards. Plus he
2: was a sophomore. Like they were going to let the guys who were going to go pro. But, you know, Christian Fulton, the corner from LSU, there's some corners out there, man. So this will be an interesting year. But anyway, that's what happened with Jenkins. Just You watch 16 games? I watch, yes, I I go through every one of the games, and I got a process where I glean information from the games. I go look for different things. Yeah, like I know it's a lot. How many TVs are
1: you rolling with? Oh, geez, man. <laughs>
2: I forget, I forget at, I had. At, in
1: my office, I have got four different things that can show a game or highlights at any time. I like time. that. Yep. Uh, Bleacher Report put this out at Mike Freeman NFL. 20 teams seriously interested in signing Antonio Brown. Patriots the only postseason contender who would not sign him per bleach report. That would include the Kansas city Chiefs. Do you believe that? I don't think they would do it.
2: Yeah, I don't either. I, I think, um, I think, I think Andy reads at a point, and this is just my opinion what I've been able to glean covering him for the last six, seven years. I just, I don't think that he's for having guys where it turns into a sideshow. I think he's over that point in his career. I, I think, um, anytime we've seen it get to that level or get approach it here, like stuff's happened where they're not here anymore. Um, I think somebody like Antonio Brown, the roller coaster he is would just be an enormous distraction. I'm sorry, I just don't think they do it. I can't imagine <laughs> I mean, they would have to lose in the playoffs in such a devastating way and like certain players would have to get hurt. like it would take a, a, just this is just my opinion. It would take a one heck of a circ- set of circumstances for that to be I it put it this way, if that were to happen, and I guess anything could happen in football, like it, it would it would be a little out of character from how for how they operated the last six or seven years. I've been doing this long enough to know you say to, to know that you say never, say never. Yeah. But that would be a huge surprise to me. I actually had the helmet
1: he's looking for, but one year earlier. The <laughs> one year right. Therese Paylor's show rolls along. We'll take a time and we come back. Let's dive into this game on Sunday, Therese, because once again, the Chiefs' defense stood out. Yeah. We'll talk about that next.
0: The Therese Paler Show, 610 Sports Radio. <laughs> Rich Gannon, Wednesdays at 430 on the drive, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome
1: back the Terez Paler show with Terez Paler from Yahoo Sports, who uh diagnoses every NFL game every single week. And your podcast, too, is uh with Charles Robinson. Good numbers. Good numbers for that.
2: Yeah, no, it is. Good stuff, man. Um, Charles and I put a lot of effort and work into making the podcast good. And
1: um, it's growing and people are liking it. And we're gonna keep rolling there, man. It's it's the way of the future. Chiefs 23, Broncos three. Significance of this. Chiefs have won their last four games where the opponents not scored at least 20 points. Two of the last three, they haven't even scored 10 points. Mm -hmm. And I looked at this, Trez, I looked at all their wins, all right? Mm -hmm. They have five wins against non-AFC West, and they've Mm -hmm. got five wins, of course, against the AFC West that Andy Reid has dominated Mm -hmm. to a tune of 26-3 and since 15. Mm -hmm. However, outside of the AFC West, margin of victory, 6.6 points. Mm -hmm. Against the AFC West, margin of victory, 20 points. Good news and bad news. Good news is you take care of business. Bad news is you're not gonna see the AFC West. Yeah, listen, the, the Chiefs. At
2: this point, Andy Reid's got these teams down. Like he's got them all down. Um, you know, you're not worried about you know any of these teams really. Like the Chargers ain't coming in here. And it, it's cold. It's gonna be cold here. Like they, here's the deal though. It's gonna be bad news. for yeah, the Chargers. yeah. Here's, here's the deal though. Um, you know, one thing that I will say is that you know there's some signs of life with Denver. Um, with Drew Locke giving them a lot of juice. Um, you know, I'll have a story coming out fairly soon about just kind of like the shot in the arm he's giving that team um, some hope for the future, which they've needed. And here's the deal. If they've hit on Drew Locke, I mean, Bink, you watch a lot of football mm-hmm. like me, between Noah Fant, Cortland Sutton, yeah. and Phillip Lindsey, uh, that's pretty good as far as like second-year guys, first- and second-year guys go, um, like a supporting cast. So they've got that Dalton Reisner. Kid, I really liked. Um, it's looking like he's a good lineman. So with another draft, Denver could eventually like be a problem. Now the defense is aging, you know that's happening. But involved you know, Miller looked like he absolutely. Looked out. The yeah, they, he was making yesterday. Yeah, exactly. So like you know, but but there's some signs of life with Denver and Oakland. Obviously, had one of the NFL's best draft classes this year. So you know, those are two teams that are really they're being forced to grow up playing the Chiefs and they're just like, man, we hate these guys because we can't beat them. So there'll be a problem, like, but that's down the road. That's down the road. And then they, they need the coaching to stay the same and all that. So, yeah, the Chiefs are
1: dominating the AFC West for a reason. And the one thing about it, too, is, Trez, you talk about Drew Locke uh, that played at Arrowhead yesterday. Tyron Matthew had nothing but good things to say about him afterwards. Mm-hmm. He talked about being able to look in his eyes. You know, that means something when when a, when a you know a, a honey badger, the pro's pro, says that. Because he's the guy that gauges quarterbacks. and he even misjud- He'll look. he said I can tell he's going to be winner. My question is this, though. Is he the right fit? Because I look at Oakland, is that threat? I've always considered them the second. That's a best great team question. In his division, that's but a great Gruden, football question. But they don't have the right quarterback. Yes, Carr can't win here, and he can't win yes. less than forty degrees. Drew Locke had a chance to do both that's at Arrowhead right. Stadium, but is Fangio the right guy for Drew Lock? Because a- I've heard he make some comments. Yeah, that's I a great I football question. Like, um, I, I
2: like you didn't like like the stuff that Fangio was saying mm-hmm. in the in in the preseason about Locke. Now, to be fair, Drew didn't look great. Like, it, it looked like it was moving fast for him. But, you know, he didn't have to say – he didn't have to basically just confirm it. But, you know, that's who Vic is. Like, Vic's not going to sugarcoat anything. And there's some positives and there's some negatives yeah. to that. I, I think I, I think that the most important thing for Drew is that the scheme stays the same, that they keep his offensive coordinator. I actually think – I been his this, first year. Right. And I think the scheme actually does fit really well with who Drew is. Um, he might want to do some other things. OK, but I think now across the league, remember, the 16 games I watched. Uh, teams that can run the football with the I, outside zone. That, by the way. I mean, yeah, yeah, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> it's a lot, uh, but it's great, though. But but teams that can wish that teams that can run the football to like a startling degree on the outside zone, like really, really effectively. The play action off that is deadly, like teams that can really do it. They're, they're killing you with play action. San Francisco, Baltimore, um, the Rams just got beat up. But they can do it. They've shown the ability to do it. So I love Drew Locke's athleticism. I love his arm strength. And with the running backs they have, if they continue to develop the offensive line, and Noah Fant and Sutton, they have got the pieces to run a very effective Kyle Shanahan-ish offense. So I actually like the scheme for Drew. It's just where they continue to surround him with pieces, where they keep the offensive voice the same, those,
1: those are that's what his tenure in Denver will come down to. This is what the Chiefs have been to the Broncos. They were feeling good when the Chiefs went out there and played them earlier. They'd won two straight games, and the Chiefs rolled them, and they rolled them bad. Even yeah. Philip Lund said they beat us up bad. Yeah, so he said. Then you know it's mediocre football. They played some good games against Indy and the Vikings. Mm-hmm. They win two straight. Drew Locke did some no other quarterbacks done, and that's his first start on the road. Three hundred yards, and three touchdowns. They'd won a couple. They were feeling good. I listened to what the Broncos were saying all week. They were feeling good. Talking about Drew and the in the the boost of energy. Then they come to get Arrowhead, and then afterwards, they broke him. And then Von Miller's saying what he's saying. He was in a great mood last week. He certainly wasn't no. yesterday. But the hardest thing to do is win the locker room. And I guess this is my question to you, Therese. I've said the Raiders are going to be the next best team, the next rival to the Chiefs because of the that draft class. Most sacks, most rushing yards, second most receiving yards, most touchdowns from scrimmage, most sacks. That's important. That's the lifeblood of an organization. But that quarterback thing. But getting that bump of going to Vegas. Then I'm looking at Denver with that young core, like you're talking yeah, about, all of a sudden. Yeah. And, man, who is the second-best team in this division? Yeah. Since Andy Reid owns this, who is it? My only issue with Oakland is the quarterback. Like, I
2: just, I think they need a better quarterback to get where Gru wants them to go. Like, if they could draft a quarterback that they maybe he could develop next year or something, because I know they can't really afford to take many risks because they got to be competitive the first year in that new building that opens next year. Um, I, I like what Oakland's building, but, you know, I secretly kind of like what Denver's building too. Um, those two teams, like, if the Chiefs are, like, solid one, like, you know, those two teams are, like, two levels down. Like, it's not, you know, it's going to be a long time before, like, two – I'm talking about three years before one of them can, like, really challenge, like, legitimately this team unless Patrick Mahomes gets hurt. So, you know, they're, they're in the same boat. Uh, those two teams are, like, around the same area to me. And it, it's basically who you like more. Like, do you do you like Derek Carr? Do you like the upside of Drew Locke more? I think you got to see a little bit more to
1: make the decision. I think Denver got a steal on that. I think if Drew Locke would have gone a year earlier, he's in the first round. Yeah. That, that's yeah. my opinion. Yeah, The whole Derek Dooley thing I don't think worked out no. with him as well.
2: No. No, I, I don't either. But I, I tell you what, Drew, Um, it's notice, it was really, really noticeable. As someone who watched a lot more Broncos than I'd prefer. Um. <laughs> Without him, without with Joe Flacco, a quarterback. You like that? Oh, God, it. I'm just sitting. I'm just sitting there watching the tape, just like, oh my God, this game sucks. <laughs> and it wasn't him though. It wasn't even him. It was, it was the quarterback. The quarterback sucks. Like it wasn't the scheme. It was the quarter. Like Joe Flacco made that a completely uninspiring watch. And Brandon Allen, while at least he acted like he wanted to be out there, he wasn't a lot better. Drew Light gets on the field and like, there's athleticism. He's running around. He's doing stuff. He's making second reaction plays. He's throwing sidearm. He's showing off the gun. You know, like, i i, I give you this. I talked to Noah Fan about Drew Locke after the game yesterday. Mm-hmm. What he said was, Drew, Drew, Drew threw that one interception. You know, it was a bad pick. It was, you know, he threw it right up there to, like, two, three red jerseys. And Noah Fant looked at me dead and I was like, I'm good with it. I don't even mind. And here's why. Because he was trying to make a play. Those guys just appreciate the fact Drew's trying to make a play. And he's out there competing and giving them a shot to do stuff. So, you know, to me, I'm good with it. And, uh, you know, they are good with it, too. There's a lot going on with Drew Locke in Denver,
1: and they got, they got some real reasons to be optimistic. I feel like I've been on the edge of that pool when you're in the deep end. I got my feet dangling in there early in the season with this defense. I believed in this defense. I like when I saw at many camp at OTAs. I thought they were just buying in the SPAG system. And then we saw some rocky roads from this defense. Early on, Therese, they started looking good. That previous Denver game, the nine sacks. Five sacks against Green Bay. Okay, you almost have me. They looked good against the Vikings. But then you take a step... Well, actually, that Packers game, Mm -hmm. you gave them the ball to one-yard line Mm -hmm. over five minutes, and Mm -hmm. you didn't get your offense back on the field. That was a problem. I thought that was a step back. Tennessee was a step back. But since that Chargers game, I've jumped in the pool, Therese. I've jumped in the pool. Is it good to jump in the pool now? We good with this defense?
2: I I think we've taken a couple steps forward to jumping in the pool. It's just... The question you have to ask yourself when answering that question is, if the Chiefs faced Tennessee, how confident would you be that they could stop Derrick? I got a
1: raft in the PD Colada. you joining me? Answer
2: that question. Like, if the Chiefs faced Tennessee in the first round, no, how you confident see would you be? you what he's
1: done since that game. No, I'm serious. How confident would you be? that they could stop I'd him. be a little bit nervous. Uh, right, so you'd again, be a But again, the NFL's right? so schizophrenic, man. The Texans beat the Patriots. Yeah. They get bombed by the yeah. Denver Broncos at home. See, the Texans they don't worry the, me. They beat the flavor of the month of the, the, the See, Titans.
2: The Texans don't worry me. I know they no, won not They don't worry me. The Titans do because the, the Chiefs can lose in the playoffs to a team with an established ground game that knows who they are and is adept at running the football. And then they can play action off that. Um, if they can, if there's a team out there that can establish the run, run for about 160 yards, control the clock, keep Mahomes off the field, they can win that game. The Titans could, could potentially do
1: it. So, yeah, they 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 would concern me for sure. Have you noticed anything different with the linebackers and pass coverage? Because Aaron Rodgers 11 for 11 throwing the backs. Mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook actually had a decent game receiving, not rushing against the Chiefs receiving, but against the Patriots, yeah, Austin Eckler did for the Chargers. He had eight catches in that game. Yeah. He, was, he was decent. Patriots tried that, couldn't do it. But lately mm-hmm. I've seen running backs out of the backfield, Chiefs linebackers doing a much better job of that because they're putting safety coverage on them quite a bit. Yeah, and but they've Badger, kind of rectified too. one of the biggest problems with this defense.
2: And Badger, too. Like, you mentioned the Patriots. Um, one of the ways you can – I mean, one of the reasons the Patriots' offense is struggling is because teams are doubling Edelman and then putting, like, a corner of safety on James White. So the Chiefs basically did that and just put Badger on White. Um, that, you know, that's – Pretty effective, as we saw. Um, I, I think being able to stop the run, like they've gotten a lot better with their run fits and physicality, has helped in a lot of different areas as well. Um, teams are, unless the, unless the Chiefs are like actively trying to take away the um, the pass to the running back, like teams might be able to get that. But I'd rather have them get that
1: than just running for five, four or five yards
2: a pop every time.
1: My play of the year was Breland knocking that ball down from Brady. Mm. There's that, that, something you don't see. And then... Then the Honey Badgers play against Cortland Sutton when he knocked the ball out of his hands. Badger's but it was great, an NBA man. SWAT, man. I mean he did that with authority. I yeah. thought that that I think that sent a message, man. It wasn't just knocking down. It was with authority. Well, I'll say this Badger Badger's enthusiasm. And
2: leadership from the front, you know, he's it has been palpable and noticeable. He's always in the locker room, he always talks. Um, and he, his play on the field showing it. And you know, Breland, you know, the one interception he had a Brady in New England, where he came off the rot, I mean, that was a hell of a play. That was a Peters interception, you know. Um, yeah, I, I think there's been a lot to be encouraged about with the defensive play in the secondary, including Juan Thornhill. Juan Thornhill's gonna make Pro Bowls, he might make a couple all pro teams, he's gonna be really good just because he's got great athleticism um, and ball skills. And, you know, if he can become like a, a racer post-safety, that allows you to drop the extra guy in the box, which is which is Badger, and deploy
1: him in all these different ways. I, I can't wait to see what Juan Thornhill looks like in 2020. If the Chiefs would have gotten Earl Thomas, who'd you rather have, Earl Thomas or Thornhill? Earl Thomas for the short term win that ring or Juan Thornhill for the long term? Here's the deal. Like I, I think we're all kind of
2: looking at like right now. Earl Thomas has got really good tape this year. So you can have Thomas back there. Then you definitely would be seeing more post-safety looks. One high and three high looks. You'd definitely be seeing more of them. Um, and also, that probably means they would have spent, like, that second-round second, second round pick on, like, another position where they could have need- used the help. Maybe it would have been a tight end. You know, maybe it would have been a corner. Like, he... Yeah, it probably, like, in the short term, it would have made this team stronger. Obviously, in the long term, I think Thornhill has all pro
1: potential. So, um, you know, it basically depends on what you're trying to accomplish. But that's a really good question. We did that draft show, you and I, and you you said Earl Thomas was going to be a chief. I mean, and people have said that, you know, too, that Baltimore came in at the last minute. They did. But but they were going to get both of them, him and the Badger, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, they were definitely in on it. They thought he was was about to get on the plane, man. And here comes Baltimore. and. (laughs) You know, that's kind of swung things a little bit because that team's not as good without him, right? And I'm talking about the Ravens. Mm-hmm. The Ravens, like, needed that. There was a void as far as, like, alpha leadership on defense that he has stepped right into. And, um hey, his intensity, like, I visited Owens Mills in August. Let me tell you, his intensity is real. Like, that, you know, he doesn't do a ton of interviews. When he does talk, he's intense. That guy is real. He's all about ball, and he leads from the front. So, um. Without him, I mean, that was an important swipe for the Ravens because without him, they're not
1: 12 and 2. That much, I will tell you. This is the Trez Paylor show. That's Trez Paler. We'll come back. We'll take a look at the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, and what he did in that snow, plus uh, a national headline that I know Terez loves to talk about. We do that next.
0: The Terez Paler show, 610 Sports Radio.
1: Yeah. We'll come back to the Thres show. Jay Binkley here with Therese Baylor. Yahoo Sports. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Therese Paler, One of the best in business, former Chiefs beat writer now. National scene for the National Football League. Uh, Therese, one of your former colleagues, uh, Bahi, uh, I guess talked to Dick Vermeil this morning via the phone, and he hadn't seen anything like in his experience in football what Mahomes did in the snow. 27-34, to 34, 340 yards, two touchdowns, and a... Would have been touchdown to Tyree Kill, but then there's Simmons. He's just kind of waiting there and, you know, baited him into the throw. But the ability to throw that kind of, of game in the snow erased the doubters. We started to get a few, actually, Terez, over the last couple of games because he wasn't lighting it up, but I've given him excuses because altitude and win, those are big factors. Yeah, I mean, don't beat a guy that
2: bets against Mahomes. No, Mahomes is the best young quarterback I've seen in two decades. So, like... I'm not even joking. Like, the Hall of Fame potentials there, you know, all that. I'm not just saying that because that was my all-juice quarterback from 2017. <laughs> I'm not – I mean, now, listen, I look. I love the kid. I'm just saying. Um, I, I, I'm i not surprised that Dick was crazy about Mahomes because I, I talked to Dick about Mahomes last year. Kind of – just about, like, the offense and how, you know – because remember when they had Kareem Hunt, like, they were producing at a greatest show on turf, like – like level. They they're were producing that. at that level. They are it's not quite the same, you mm-hmm. know. And I tell you one thing,
1: I don't know if you had a chance to watch a little Kareem Hunt the last few weeks. He still got it. He looks in really good he shape. He wasn't as happy as his teammates, you know. Uh, this past week Talking about him taking some plays off. Yeah, you, you see that?
2: You know, he uh Kareem looks really good. He looks in great shape right now. And like you see it, he's making guys miss. He's catching the ball and doing all this stuff, and it's just like, man. All the issues that we're talking about, like, I know we're thinking, hey, the offensive line could get a little bit better. We wouldn't be talking about this if Kareem Hunt was still here. Um, you wish he would have made, like, better decisions in his personal life so he still would be here with these guys and growing. Because I felt like the Chiefs kind of got cheated out of, like, an early 90s Cowboys sure. offense. Like, they had their triplets. And then, you know, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to blame the team. Like, he was he was messing up. He made some bad choices. But anyway, long story short, I don't know how we got on Dick Vermeil loves Patrick Mahomes, and um, he sees the brilliance in that young man.
1: Well, the one thing about it, too, is the snow. All right, look at the last couple of games. None of them have been optimal. Chargers had a good defense, fifth NFL defense when, when the Chiefs played them. High altitude, 7,500 feet, tough to breathe. I, I give them a break because both offices were bad. The, in the wind against the Raiders. Hey, don't, don't think that wind wasn't a no big deal. K State was playing Iowa State the night before. Neither of those quarterbacks, Thompson or Brock Purdy, could throw the football. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you go to New England where they've won 21 games. What do you say, the place where the phones don't work? Or yes. what's... You know, hey, I'm glad you picked up on that. Tell me I'm wrong. No. no Tell me right. I'm wrong they now. No, say it. My dad's got your
2: back on that. Here's what I know. Every time I go to Foxborough, I get out of my rental car. It's cold, it's gray, it's never, the sun's never been shining, not once. And I get out of there and I try to check my Twitter. I can't do it. I can't check my Twitter. I can't make calls. I gotta get inside the facility, and then like I
1: kind of get it. But I'm telling you, the place where the phones don't work—it's real, <laughs> or phones. But uh, even the even the Chris Harris was saying he's greater than Lamar Jackson. I mean, this is coming from them, and I'll never forget his first start in Denver. Oh. That, that once they're oh. Von Miller keep to leave all of them, they were just keeping like, praise. They didn't have to do that. That's a right. And they don't do but that either. Anyway. No, Those are don't. real dudes, man. They don't just like no. say stuff. They, no, they don't say stuff at all. But he was, you know, I, I've been making excuses for him, but I don't see him as excuses. I see him don't as call realism.
2: It, that. it ain't excuses. It's realism. Yeah. He's a brilliant player. It's fine. Like and he's got
1: that hand. Jake Lees reports right. that they're worried about his hand. He's out there slapping guys on the helmet he's, with his know. right
2: hand. Yeah, we're not gonna listen. Call it making excuses. Call it what you want. I know brilliance when I see it in mm-hmm. football, and so do you. Like if something's not if he's not killing you
1: on the field, the problem generally isn't with him. Like there's something else happening. The one thing that could be the cog. You talk about Cream Hunt, and I've always been a for Cream Hunt. Matter of fact, you know now it's it's the running back by committee, and I've never been sold on Damien Williams. I know a lot of people yeah, were, yeah, yeah. but that 50 carries in a season that that meant something to me because he's over that right now, mm-hmm. and he's not playing. Mm-hmm. And you bring in Shady, and the running back distribution. Shady was last. Darwin Thompson was second. Spencer Ware was first. And I look at it like this. Eddie Reed wants three things from his running backs. It's blocking yep. and pass pro. It's catching out of the backfield. Yep. Last but not least, and you may think it's crazy being a running back, but running is third. Spencer Ware was dynamic. Is this running back by committee, or did they start giving oh, this the ball is... to Spencer more? Because Spencer was their closer. Darwin had the meat of the game. Spencer was I, the closer. I think this thing is a complete running back by
2: committee deal all the way. I Depending on what they need on a given week, they're going to need the dynamism of – um, Shady or or Darwin Thompson, in certain situations they're gonna need Spencer the Bouncer wear. Like they're gonna need Spencer Ware's blocking is <laughs> incredible. Like he's great. Like I love it. Um, or or the steadiness of who are like they're they're gonna need all these guys and they'll 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 mix and match it given the
1: situation. Well, the one thing about it too is Spencer Ware had a couple decliners. I mean his blocking oh. was phenomenal, and you see why he's on the team. They'll be hitting that up. That's what the Packers did. They're two leading rushers, 17 draft. That's where they get them. They will get them in the mid-rounds. I oh, think yeah. the Chiefs will make that a priority because they're missing that horse, man. They're missing the horse. But, like, you know, listen, I mean,
2: it would be great to get, like, another Kareem Hunt-like horse, right? But another way to do it is just get a bunch of different pieces. Um, and Thompson's kind of interesting um, as an elusive guy. Like, he needs to, like, develop the rest of his game. But, like, carrying the football, he could be dynamic doing that. Um, but He's little. You know, and that that that's something where it, it, it'll be a pitch count situation. Well, he's so rocked up though. What I what I enjoy seeing, I mean, there's there're gonna be some special backs in this draft now. There's, mm-hmm. You know, DeAndre Swift special. Okay, like there's some special backs. Um, <laughs> you know, if you're a Chiefs fan, you gotta wonder how high could they take a, a running back and have you not flip out? I don't know.
1: And then one thing about it too is with these running backs, is you know, don't think Andy Reid won't run. Don't forget, Cream Hunt led the NFL in rushing with Andy Reid as the head coach. it will do it if he's got the opportunity. We're going to take a timeout. We come back. We'll look around the league at the National Football League. Talk about some of these playoff teams who Therese think is the sixth seed in the AFC. We'll do that next.
0: The Therese Kaler Show, 610 Sports Radio.
1: Yeah. Welcome back to Thres Paler show. I'm Jay Binkley. He's Thres Paler with Yahoo Sports. Thres was looking around the league nationally. The biggest right. story right now, uh, that tape that was released. Uh, where the, the Patriots, now the Patriots put out a statement. They said, yeah. hey man, we were there filming. This is what there we, we were doing. We did shoot the sideline because this well, is what the scout looks at. Yeah. That Bengals guy was pretty nonchalant. What are you guys filming there? I yeah. don't see any scout <laughs> in that vintage. Now no, here's the it thing, though. Great. A lot of guys have defended Belichick that his hands are clean. But then, you know what? That's the way bosses do things, you know? Yeah. They, they keep it clean, and, the, and everybody else knows what to do, yeah. and then you report to the yeah, boss. Maybe. I mean, I'm not saying that's the way it went, but. I mean, there's no way
2: Bellish would have talked to the guy, but could have, like, an underling, underling have done it? Yeah, sure. Without his knowledge, sure. Um, you know, he keeps himself clean. I don't know. Um, I, I think one thing that hurts the Patriots case is that this guy's a longtime employee of the Kraft Sports Group. I mean, you'd think this is something they would have covered right so um if there's any team that need to be careful with these guys so um, they had gear on they had gear on like you would think that there's a longtime employee of the patriots and they just got i just you know look they admit a responsibility they didn't they didn't they they're still saying it was a mistake but um you know when you admit the responsibility and there's hard evidence you're gonna get
1: hit patriots are gonna get hit for this it's, it is what it is they said they delete it right there, Tres. Yeah, we we'll delete it. Nobody says the word, right? Don't and know nice. what they said? It, well, I love the cackle that the
2: I love the cackle of the Bengal security guy. He was like, "Doesn't work like that, bud." It was great.
1: What's well, done is done. I don't yeah. see the scout on there. <laughs> With the, his condescending cackle gave me life. That was great. Well, you just know we're in Patriots gear and you got a camera. They're watching you. Yeah, I mean, I mean you got to know that. Advanced scouts, move, Bring your binoculars, sit up there. That's what they do. Right. You can't tell me that one of those guys would wearing a Mahomes jersey at some point along the line for the Patriots because if they did that to the Bengals, they would have done that to the Chiefs. Oh, are you kidding? Listen, man, like
2: that's what advanced scouts do. Like they go there and like you, you can watch it and then try to figure out which, but you can't record it. That, that's not okay. So It's like sign-stealing a baseball. Yeah, yeah. You can do it, but don't record But it. there's a limit to it. Like, it is, you know, it's regulated to a degree. So,
1: um, given their history, they lost the benefit of the doubt. They're going to get punished for it. Six seed. Who are we looking at? Pittsburgh's got it right now. Pittsburgh didn't look so hot last night against Buffalo. Tennessee, Indy, and Cleveland, the Raiders are still alive. But come on, man. Yeah. But, but Tennessee or Indy, Is Tennessee still got something left? They just lost at home to oh, Texas. Yeah. Yeah, like okay.
2: Tennessee's. Listen, Bing. I know you appreciate physical football. Like I, love I know. The I know way they they, play. Here's the thing. I know they lost to the Texans, but I'm telling you, I think. I think the Texans. I, I think they threw the towel in a couple of weeks ago. Like they, 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 they did not game plan fully for that game a couple of weeks ago because they were getting ready for this one. Right? They lost to the team they shouldn't have lost to. They lost to the Broncos a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, rookie quarterback I, coming in. Yeah. They, if I think they devoted all their resources to beating the Texans, the Titans last week, so. I say all that to say they still only won by three. Um, I think the Titans are good. I think they're a team that's terrifying um, that you're going to have to deal with. Um, You know, I I think the Bills obviously are a wild card team. But, you know, beyond that, um, you know, I'm I'm really looking at the Texans. I'm sorry, at the Titans getting that seat. And, yeah, I mean, we're in the mix here where, you know, the right thing, the you know, Chiefs might have to face those cats, and that is, uh, that's a terrifying proposition. Well, here's the thing with the Steelers. They'll
1: have the Jets. All right. Yeah, the Jets Steelers aren't are the good. Jets. Yeah. And then they have the Ravens in the final week, but which Ravens team are they going to be facing? Right, right. I think, if you're
2: a, I think if you're a Chiefs fan, you'd much rather see the Steelers. Steelers got an undrafted free agent rookie quarterback who threw four interceptions on Sunday. I like Duck Hodges. But there's no question. One double A team. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> there is no question how terrifying, like, how much more terrifying the Titans are than the Steelers. Uh, you can beat the Steelers. Hey, let me tell you something. An undrafted rookie free agent quarterback's not coming into Arrowhead Stadium in January and winning a wild card game. Ryan Tannehill's 31 years old. Ryan Tannehill start a lot of games in this league. Ryan Tannehill looks great in this play action offense. Th- that's a terrifying matchup because the weather might match what they do better, better than what the
1: chiefs do. Well, Ryan Tannehill is one of those situations where it was like, Oh my gosh, the chiefs just lost to Ryan Tannehill. This and then he man? goes on a runs where he's six and one. Of course yeah. he lost his week, <laughs> but, th- but the third and 10 that he picked up running the football and it shows some a- aggression. And then he, you know, get game winning score. I mean, hey, he balled out. You know, I'm in on Josh Allen. He's just like an older
2: Josh Allen at this point. So I, I can't like Josh Allen and not respect what Ryan Tannehill's done.
1: Bills are the fifth seed right now. They'd go to the four seed, Houston, if if the playoffs started mm-hmm. today. Um, Buffalo. I know you like the Bills. I like in the, the way Bills. that they're playing. The I way like that they're made up. It. Yeah. Like and it. by the way, the Bills shoot off the Patriots as well this year. Sean McDermott, I don't know if you saw? Yeah, that. I love that too. Right. That's <laughs> what he was, right, what the was, Patriots he his was pissed. <laughs> like he was pissed. He's like, hey, you gotta. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, so they, they were there too, but McDermott took care of that. But the the Bills, man, what makes the Bills so special? Is this a team to really watch out for in the AFC?
2: They are. I don't think they could beat the Chiefs, but um, the Chiefs would have to. They'd have to lose the game on them. But but that's not really a. Res- that's not really a reflection of, of Buffalo. I just think they're young. Their quarterback, you know, second year in the league, he's a young guy. You know, but I really like Josh Allen. I think he's taking some huge strides this year as far as throwing with tempo and rhythm and throwing with accuracy. Um, the Most of my confidence in the Bills comes from the fact that I, before the year, I thought they surrounded him with the right pieces. John Brown, Cole Beasley, uh, Frank stay, Gore. Baby. You know, um, and then, like, Devin Singletary, really good young back. So, they've got good young pieces around them. Um, and also, their defense is really well coached. They play really hard. Ed Oliver's really kind of finding it right now. Like, Oliver's a good player. Um, and, and and they play hard for Sean McDermott. They're just a good, solid football team that I didn't think a lot of
1: people saw coming. The one thing about it, too, is in the Cowboys game on Thanksgiving. Yeah. That fourth down, they drop the ball. Yeah. He picks it up, gets it, wills his way to the first down. When did that, Trez? I don't know what the sideline thinks of that that tough guy play oh it matters but i would think that that would have mattered a oh. bunch can we talk about frank clark coming back from sickness and no that matters yeah.
2: frank clark is a warrior you know so people like early in this year hey torred doesn't frank clark be does he he's st-? like no i'm not going to say that frank clark is hurt like, i'm not no like frank clark is a warrior and guess what like this stuff matters um you know, I, when I was at the Saints 49ers game a couple of weeks ago, you know, Jimmy G got like a crucial third and two by diving. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to his teammates about that. And you could just see how much it meant to him, that see their quarterback kind of sacrificed his body. You, I, I think about that because that's what Tannehill did on that one play. That like you can really earn the respect of your teammates uh, by doing stuff like that if you're a quarterback and you're not like obscenely gifted. So like, guess what? The Chiefs don't want to see Pat do that. Like, if Pat was doing stuff like that in a game in a non playoff, got to have a moment, they'd be pissed. They'd be like, hey, like, what are you doing, you know? But, it, but if it was like a,
1: it, it, when it really matters and you give it up for your teammates, they do notice. But Mahomes had his moment, though, in Denver, dislocated kneecap. He wanted to come back in. He's standing there clapping for him. And five they're just like, get, no. You just, <laughs> we love like They love the fact that he was doing it. But is it like, no, you, you're too talented for this. But he's a gamer, though. That The hand, they know that that was hurt, but he's stuck in the game. Oh, Pat's a, Pat's a warrior. And they got that guy in defense down for it. Desmond Moses does some stuff with him. He comes mm-hmm. in and does a show, and he did that uh, show I did at Harris. And he played with D Ford. But he was all about the Frank Clark signing, too. And I was, too. Mm-hmm. Because I this team needed a dog. And when he's out there losing... Oh, we've been talking about that for years. Did he lose 18 to 20 pounds? That's what James Palmer said. he still played, yeah.
2: I mean, he told us that, too. He's he's like, yeah, I played at 245. He's like, what? (laughs) Like, Frank Clark... But here's the thing. Frank Clark was hurt earlier this year. Frank Clark told me... The doctors told him he shouldn't have played earlier this year when the season started. And guess why? Guess what? He still played because he knows how important it is to leave from the front that way. And you could see it on tape that he wasn't the same guy. But still, his presence out there, he was pretty good against the run, all things considered. And then he was saving up what little juice he had pass rushing um, for the big moments. So, you know, here's the deal. The reason I defended Frank Clark consistently and the reason I never got off the Frank Clark train, because when players truly, genuinely love the game of football, those are the guys that tend to find a way to make stuff happen. Trust me, guys. When you try to figure out whether or not to jump on a train or jump off it with a guy, ask yourself: How much does this guy love football? What's the
1: proof? The answer is like: Seems like he really loves it. Chances are they'll figure it out. Do you love football or not? That's the age-old question. There you go, baby. And Teresio, I know know, you do, Bink. I love football, man. I love football. That I I would love to sit there and watch sixteen games with you sometimes. Hey, man. I'm not gonna lie. It is a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. I did, this this is what my room looks like on college football Saturdays. Man. I, like, I, got, I keep my old cell phones, hey, on, hold on, on hold and stuff. Hold like, on,
2: no, I'm not going. <laughs> listen, I, I would love to watch college football as much fine. as you do. I, I got to wait to the off season <laughs> to grind on. You see, you see, what people don't understand is I that yard. Yeah, but people don't understand is that when we go to these commercials, Bink and I are talking about college football prospects, and I got to go off based off what I hear from scouts
1: and stuff, and what I watch. But Bink just knows all these guys. There's not one guy I brought up that he hasn't known. <laughs> you know what's funny, uh, Therese? I don't know if you saw that special with Sabin and Belichick. Oh, it was they, great. But you know what? They, they they thought the cameras were off of them. They still had the camera. They allowed loved, it to yeah, go. Well, yeah. they didn't talk about anything but football. Yeah, what's what? It wasn't like, "How hey, you doing, ball, man, man?" Tell me. Yeah. They talked football. And I thought that was interesting. I loved it, man. Uh, the art friends, of coaching you know, they was they great. talk about what are you doing with no, no. football. What yeah. are you doing defensively? I saw you doing something. That's what we were
2: doing here when we went to the break. I'm, I'm like, Bink, so what do you think of LaVisca Chanel?
1: <laughs>
2: hey, Got Bink, have you there. seen Jalen
1: Waddle? <laughs> <laughs> like to talk about that. Well, the flex, game wasn't flex. Chiefs and uh, Bears, uh, they're getting Mahomes. Networks getting Mahomes. Yeah. Get Mahomes, Trubisky. You know, yeah. they passed on Mahomes because you move up, you get Trubisky. They get the same problem Buffalo does. Yeah, trust Nagy me. Nagy and Reed. I mean, you, you interested in this game? That game means a whole hell of a lot more to, to, to Mitchell Trubisky than anybody else. He's so been they, playing they, well, man. They've well, they
2: been killing him there all year long. So they, they're going to need him to... Hey, it's going to mean... A, it, he'll have a lot easier offseason if he doesn't come in and get beat by Patrick Mahomes. It's going to be fun. Why? He's been playing a lot better. He has. They've done a better job kind of like getting him on the design runs and stuff, but... It's not like Nagy forgot that that's important.
1: He just, Trubisky had like a shoulder injury and it limited him, but he's kind of coming back. So. At Trez Paler, give him a follow on Twitter, at Trez Paler. especially with the Terrell Suggs news. Don't forget the Chiefs claimed Terrell Suggs. Will he play for the Chiefs or not? He has said, I just want to play for the Ravens. Chiefs have the rights. Maybe the Chiefs sit on the deal. I think there's a gamesmanship, but they actually need him to play as well because with Okafor, looks like the IR, bad peck injury, he's going to the IR. Ogbaugh's already there. Uh, love the Ogba signing for the Chiefs. But anyway, give Therese a follow there. He's got a great podcast as well. Therese Paylor Show, thank you to Chris and Osara producing the operation. Huge thanks to Therese. Love talking football to you. And You know what? It's going to continue, Therese. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Dusty next.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?